Hello everyone, Arjun here. Just a quick note before we start this week's episode. This episode was initially uh, recorded as the first of two Patreon episodes for this month. However, the regular episode for this week had to be postponed because of scheduling errors. Uh, so we decided, because this episode actually ended up being quite long, to split it up and put the first half of the discussion out onto the main feed so everyone can listen to it. And if you like what you hear, you can listen to the full thing by signing up to our Patreon for as little as £5 a month. And uh, this episode is, of course, uh, a discussion about uh, the new album by uh, rapper Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, and is featuring frequent collaborator Jack Frane Reed from Real Politic. Um, we will be discussing in the first half of this, uh, of this episode uh, the broader context for the album, as well as Kendrick's uh, own discography and where this album fits into it. Uh, and the second half of the discussion goes into the album itself, going sort of song by song, looking at the themes that are present. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, here's the discussion. And uh, like I said, if you like what you hear, please feel free to sign up on Patreon to listen to the full thing. Thank you very much. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Hello everyone, welcome back to the first of two Patreon episodes for this month uh, of Leftover. Uh, this is Arjun. And I'm Connor. And we are joined as always by a close friend of the pod and a long-time cultural collaborator. Uh, it is of course Jack Frainreed from Real Politic. How are you doing Jack? Thanks so much for joining us. I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm not sure listeners will be privy, but I'm a little flustered as a result of certain circumstances, <laughs> totally beyond my control. Yes. Um, yes, yes. We have we have just witnessed a major a major drama going down. Yeah, uh, which could honestly have been a scene from one of uh, one of Kendrick Lamar's songs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thank you, um, thank you for giving me uh, an opportunity to break out of uh, dad rock type casting. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course, we we did record uh, an episode about. Um, about Kanye West's uh, latest album for Real Politic, and it felt like it would it would only be appropriate for us to for us to do something else for uh, well Kendrick Lamar's new album. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, a man who I'm sure that anyone for anyone who listens to hip hop or maybe even doesn't listen to hip hop probably doesn't need much of an introduction at this point. Uh, but yeah, has released his first uh, major solo album in uh, five years. Uh, and it's it's a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal. Because, Long time in politics. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the world is the world has changed greatly since Kendrick Lamar last dropped an album. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, especially considering his status within the world of hip hop, uh, mm. his oftentimes messianic, uh, you know, uh, role that he's been that he's been given, um, which you know he addresses quite a lot in this in this album yeah um 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, since it's since it's released, there's been uh, a great deal of discourse around it, and and why not add to that? Uh, you know, so uh, so yeah, here here we are. We're we're, we're discussing Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers today. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's latest album. Um, I guess just to start with, like, what are you guys's like first sort of initial impressions of the album? You know, I think before we sort of dive into things. Um, what about you, Connor? I yeah, I think it's an album that. I like a lot, and I highly rate in his discography. Um, I preferred it to Damn quite a lot. Um, I mm. like Damn; that's a good album. But like, I think this is a yeah. much more accomplished album. But it's also one I'm still conflicted about a lot, and I'm still thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, I can't just listen to one song by itself again. I have to listen to the whole album again, and like, even on another listen, I'm still deeply thinking about it and like i don't know i i love it a lot but i'm still i don't know my full feelings on it it's like yeah yeah it's a lot to process it's a lot to yes process. That's, that's for sure yeah uh and yeah how about you jack i i've sort of swung wildly back and forth on this like at first i was like well i'm like uh an uh, a cds and illegal downloads purist like if I if I don't own a th- I'm not into a vinyl revival because it, I yeah. I find it inconvenient. I do like vinyl. Yeah. I think they're nice objects, and it is like the platonic ideal of the album as an art form, uh, as presented on two sides of vinyl. However, um, I yeah, if I'm if I don't have a fucking compact disc disc in my hand, then I'm gonna get that shit on Soul Seek. Um, <laughs> so I initially uh, I was so excited to listen to this album at like 5 a.m uh one whatever morning but i uh tried to listen to it on spotify uh and this is not the kind of album that i'm not a subscriber this is not the kind of album that you can have broken up by ads so (laughs) my initial experience after the first three i think maybe the first three songs played without ads between Mm. them which was good because like uh those are three songs you want to hear uh, running one after the other but like yeah. um then i was like okay this is such like a hype album it's gonna already be on mm-hmm. soul seek like two minutes after yeah. it dropped which uh, for those who don't yeah. know is a, pe- a peer-to-peer file sharing program yeah. so i went on there and I- and by the way on this podcast we fully endorse that yeah we i keep i keep getting <laughs> fucking like posts like removed from neil young facebook groups and shit because i'm like yo there's so many good bootlegs on soul Seek. like they've got them all and then they're like oh, you can illegally download his albums on soul seek too i'm like Yes, but I trust that everybody else in this group, like me, has an entire shelf solely consisting of every yeah. album Neil Young has ever released. So, like, can we not <laughs> just have... already bought the album. Can we not have some faith in our fellow man, please? Uh, anyway, yes, so I illegally downloaded <laughs> yeah. this album straight up, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and I went went for a, a long walk with a big zoot, banged it out. Um and yeah, I got really into it. I think I think it, it has it sags a bit in the middle, but starts yeah. and ends phenomenally strong. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I really like the album. Now I am kind of looking back and thinking, well, there is a whole bunch of stuff on the record. If 
that I can uh, give or take, you know, that I, I can yeah. take or leave rather. But yeah. at yeah. the same yeah. time, it's a worthy project. And the thing about these sprawling double albums is that nobody agrees on uh, what their favorite songs on it are. So I'm, I'm yeah. reticent mm. to say he should have like narrowed it down to just 10 banging tunes or whatever. Um, mm. I think there is something to be said for the, the sprawl. But yeah, nonetheless, like, yeah, sorry. Like, I'm sh- like, wasn't Damn quite a short album in comparison, I think? It's like... 14 songs, which is still was... uh, oh, okay. a, a fair I, I amount thought it was of shorter. So has his la- Have his last three albums, apart from like the Untitled Mixtapes, been like... Have they all been... Um... I mean, all his Double. albums are pretty long. To Pimp a Butterfly, they're all fairly long. To Pimp a Butterfly is longer than this album, but it is yeah. not yeah. technically classed as a double album. I, think... I do have yeah. the vinyl of To Pimp a Butterfly on the subject. Oh, that's of vinyl. nice. Is it is it across <laughs> two it's, it's, two oh, vinyl yeah, albums? Yeah, it is. Because it it's like seventy vinyl. something minutes long. Yeah, it's a lovely yeah, vinyl. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because I mean, you can fit like just under eighty minutes of music on a CD, hmm. so. Both uh, To Pimp a Butterfly and the new one uh, would fit on one CD. But this okay. one, it's styled. Uh, I think you would have to spread it across two discs of vinyl. So it, yeah. it's very much styled as a double album uh, in, the cla- yeah. in the classic sense of, well, I would come out with these like fucking white as fuck albums, you know, Blonde on Blonde and shit. But I think he's thinking of, you know, uh, songs in the key of life and so forth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Electric yeah, 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 yeah. Ladyland, perhaps. Bitch, <laughs> bitches Brew. Uh, the, it, 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 this is, this is in a tradition. That. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, I think that, like, what one of the first things that really struck out to me is the... And and one of the things that I really appreciate about this album is is how like uncompromising Kendrick is as an artist. Mm. Um, yeah. And that you know he very much sort of stays true to his vision of what he wants to do with his music, and mm. that's why like even though there are tracks on this album which don't really click with me, may- maybe musically. Yeah. Like lyrically, uh, first of all, I can still say that he's he's tr- he's saying something and he's he's got something mm. to say with it. And and I think that you know we, we've sort of discussed this before, and like I, I think that you know at least in the mainstream, definitely in hip hop, like for someone of Kendrick Lamar's level of uh, popularity and stardom, like he's one of, if not the last remaining album artist, you know, who actually yeah. makes like yeah. cons- concept albums, oh, yeah. you know, who, who make, doesn't just make like a collection of singles. Um, and, and and like, you know, you can kind of see like Drake as like the polar opposite of that. Yeah. Way, you know, because Drake, Drake is like, is very much a singles artist. Yeah, you know? I mean like uh, certified <laughs> lover boy. I think there's some, you know, yeah. I like Drake. I think there's some great stuff on my album. I, I like, I don't mind Drake but, either. Yeah, but that is like, one, but yeah. that is one I wouldn't mind putting the knife to, you know, narrowing it down a bit. But but pretty much all of his albums are like that. Yeah. You know, like there's just, uh, they're really long. They're all really long. Well, and there's just a ton of filler. It got to you the just, point uh, where most of it is just forgettable. It got to the point uh, with Drake where he had an album's worth of material or more than an album's worth and he'd start putting them out as quote-unquote playlists and stuff yeah, 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 which yeah, is yeah. kind of like saying uh, well it's a bit like an album but it's like lower stakes like don't expect as much <laughs> of it yeah yeah yeah. he's he's trying to already sort of uh uh 
uh, yeah, um, sort of deflect the potential criticism that it's like, I mean, you know, if, if you're going to release like an hour and a half's worth of music every year, you know, like obviously not all of it's really going to be up to standard. It's no. going to be derivative. It's going to be repetitive, you know, like, because I just don't think it's possible to come up with like that many new ideas, actually fresh new ideas, you know, in that, that short of a time, you know, and, and yeah. Um, like, uh, once again, um, sort of coming back to Kendrick, like, he's taken five years to release this album, which is obviously yeah. a, a very long time, uh, especially in, like, this era of, like, constant releases, uh, uh, yeah. especially in hip-hop, you know? So, um, yeah, like, and, and during this time, obviously, a lot has happened, not just in the world of hip-hop, but in the, in the world sort of more broadly. The, the paedophile uh, cabal say... stole the US election. Precisely, precisely, you know, <laughs> and uh, and 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 right now, as we're seeing, you know, like even with the the Democrats in charge, uh, like fuck all is changing. If anything, mm. you know, like they are carrying very much carrying on the same trajectory uh, that that Trump was on. Uh, but um, all of that aside, obviously, like quite majorly in twenty twenty, there were the BLM protests and after the after the killing of George Floyd, and. Um, Kendrick Lamar, as someone who, you know, as mentioned earlier, as like something of a messianic figure in the mm. in the hip hop community, uh, was criticized by quite a lot of people for not really coming out and saying anything at that time. And I mean, I think that there's uh, this is definitely something I, I want to sort of come back to later. And I think this is a, a topic that he that he covers in like at least a couple of the songs on this album as well. Um, and 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 I think it's it's definitely interesting, sort of. Um, in in the context of that, in the context of like the soundtrack for Black Panther, um, mm. which he um, uh, which he compiled and and uh, curated, um, which I, at least for me personally, I'm not a huge fan of. No. But like you know, I can kind yeah. of see like you know what it's what it was going for. It's very much a sort of big budget mainstream um, no, I, I, sound, you know. As a white guy who hates superhero movies, I was bitterly yeah. disappointed that the Black Panther soundtrack was not my favourite album of the year. I, I, could, <laughs> I couldn't see that coming. <laughs> but no, there's, but, there's um, some good stuff on there, you know. Kendrick, there, there's uh, some, with, there's, there's, he was there on every good, track. Good songs on it. Uh, he, he, yeah, he really like... Um, yeah, he put he he was involved in every stage of that project. But yeah, what I I I feel like what whatever uh, however much I'm in the target audience, which I sort of am as a rap fan at least, and a yeah. Kendrick fan. Yeah, like yeah, uh, I I just didn't feel like uh, that mode of his his music making. Um, it felt even more mainstream than the uh, stuff on Damn, which has grown yeah. on me. Yeah, actually, yeah. I listened to Damn earlier today, yeah. and I think it's a really good album. But at the time, yeah. I was kind of like, it felt like a step back to me. But you, sorry, but but you could interpret it as a step forward from "To Pimp a Butterfly" as well, because what a, another album of kind of uh, uh, jazz rap fusion with socially yeah. conscious lyrics yeah. uh, might be a bit a bit played out. Just kind of you do it twice in a row. So I see exactly, what he was doing exactly. And and I think that's that's also kind of an exciting thing with Kendrick Lamar is the fact that like you know despite this this context of this like five year gap and everything that's happened in between, and uh, you know even from someone like me who I, I would consider you know Kendrick Lamar to be 
potentially like my favorite hip hop artists artist of all time. Uh, you know, uh, I think that his first four albums, at least, um, I mean, I think it's still going to take a bit of time for me to like fully kind of assess Mr. Morale, but yeah. at least his first four albums, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the strongest four album runs in, in, hip hop history in any mm. in any genre. Oh really. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and don't forget um, Untitled Unmastered as well, which is almost like a distinct album in its own right. Oh yeah. And, and, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's shorter it's, than it's... the Kendrick Lamar EP, but that out uh, that EP yeah. was about uh, seventy minutes long, I think. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, still yeah. it's still <laughs> if you put if you'd have put Untitled Unmastered out in like nineteen sixty five, everyone would have would have been like, Yeah, an album. <laughs> a nice half yeah. hour yeah. album. You still get half hour albums, like you do. Yeah, Kanye, yeah, yeah. Kanye I mean, did the twenty odd minute albums a few years mm. ago, and that that was what did he say? Like, tw- uh, like the perfect album is like twenty one minutes long or something. Yeah, like I think twenty two right? like, minutes and uh, seven tracks. Twenty two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> which I don't know. What a, what a weird guy. I, if I get a seven, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I agree. Yeah, with if that. I get a seven track album, I want there to be at least one lengthy jam on there. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one track that is twenty two minutes long. More precisely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but yeah um uh, so so uh, what i was saying is that you know um you know despite all of this context you know like with with the release of this album the fact that at least sonically i think it kind of uh subverted most people's expectations yeah. uh even like it, well i would say especially after the release of the heart part 5 which was like the sort of promo lead up track mm. um yeah but uh, I guess people should have known that, like, what whatever you know, like promo track he drops drops before an album, um, it does isn't necessarily going to be indicative of, of like the sound mm. on the album. But like the heart part five, it's got this Marvin Gaye sample. It's this beautiful, expansive, um, like cinematic, mm. very black exploitation mm. aesthetic song, and 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 like. Arguably, I would say it's like musically catchier than anything on the actual album. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would have, I could have done with some of those vibes on the album, to be honest. Yeah, the, yeah. The seventies funk kind of thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, he's he's very good at it. He's very good with uh, music that's more organic and uh, mm. features live instrumentation, even if it's sampled yeah. from back in the day. Um, hundred percent. Like just just um, the way he's interacting with the bass and the percussion loops on that track. Like, uh, he's somebody who like rides the beat in an extraordinary way. He he knows that mm. like uh that that rhythm is not just uh these fixed dots on a scale. Yeah. That that there's the space yeah. in between the beats. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. it's uh, honestly it's amazing how uh, how many different clothes he has on this record. Mm-hmm. When we heard when uh, those tracks he did with uh, Baby Keem last year where he was yeah, on yeah, one yeah. of them he was like top of the morning top of the morning <laughs> like that was the, yeah. the maddest thing ever but it was yeah. like okay uh, Ken- Kendrick is going to be coming back with some some yeah. bizarre new flows and there's like several several uh, yeah, on this yeah, record. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and yeah, just to sort of, in a very long roundabout way, just to finish the point that I was saying earlier, is that like, that's precisely it. You know, like when Kendrick releases a new album, 
you just don't know what it's going to be. Like every yeah. album is is very different from the from mm. the last, uh, and it has a very sort of strong identity as well. I think yeah. as an album. Yeah, um, and I mean, uh, I, I think it, you know, also there's maybe something to be said for artists taking a step back sometimes. Like yeah, in, exactly. tw- in 2017, exactly. I mean, damn, there were lyrics responding directly to Trump. Uh, there were on the half yeah. part four as well, which he released just before mm-hmm. that. Uh, 2015, kind of, uh, yeah, to pimp a butterfly addressed issues that were around before Trump, you know. Uh, mm. But 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 yeah, I mean, if every artist is making political points and the same kind of prescribed political points that are acceptable within a certain parameter, exactly. which is exactly yeah. what Ke- uh, Kendrick keeps saying he's not interested in doing on this record, you Precisely. know, then how much is it worth when artists do speak out if if it's just a, a necessity of maintaining a commercial position so i yeah. i think uh i don't think uh, he fucking you know owes anyone anything really uh, in, exactly. in as much no, exactly. as i think any rich person uh you know well i think that they should have i don't think that they should be philanthropists so i think they should have their money taken away from the state you know yeah. a, a wealthy artist they got a responsibility to make great art. Um, and yeah. I don't know if I think this album is great art. I think there's, there's some great fucking art on there for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. But he's he's doing what I think he uh, is, is there to do, basically. Um, mm. And it's almost like, you know, just, just a, another side note is like, it sucks to be the voice of a generation. Like, that's a lot to yeah. put on somebody's shoulders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, I know I joked earlier, but you know, it would be such a hacky like rock critic move to compare this album to like Blonde on Blonde by Bob Dylan. But mm-hmm. to compare yeah. Kendrick to Bob Dylan for a minute, <laughs> uh, like Dylan's yes, yes, Dylan's yes, whole this is, what... <laughs> this is what we have you on here for. <laughs> Dylan's whole career since approximately 1964, when he started writing more esoteric uh, kind of apolitical lyrics, and the following year, then he went electric and embraced rock and roll. Yeah has been a reaction to being pigeonholed as uh, the political conscience Uh. of the 60s counterculture. Uh (laughs) He was the political conscience of the 60s counterculture before there was a fucking, you know, a massive 60s counterculture. (laughs) By the time everyone was dressing in flowery shirts and had long hair and shit, he was checked out. He'd moved to a fucking farm. Like, (laughs) 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 yeah, you know. Like people, like people, that's the thing, you know, like, People at the BLM protests started singing "We Gonna Be Alright," yeah, you know. Yeah. And Kendrick released that out. Kendrick released that track for the sake of releasing that track, not for it to become this protest anthem. And it became a fucking protest yeah. anthem anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think it's like that. That that is a very similar kind of thing to to, to someone like Bob Dylan, especially in this in the sense who you were know? played and, um, at the March on Washington. Uh, like that, there's yeah, like yeah. you know when but between like MLK, you know, and said someone, someone else, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. some other legendary civil rights <laughs> figures, they bust on yeah. this this like young white Jewish kid from Minnesota <laughs> who was about like twenty or something at that point uh, to sing like when yeah. the ship comes in. Um, And and, and so, yeah, so that's how, like, pivotal he was to the sense that things were moving forward socially. Uh, And at a certain point, uh, you know, you you might start to think if that's put on your shoulders. Well, 
but you know, I've got my problems too. Maybe I, I, I can't tell you where to go. I am not your savior. Yeah. And that's, and that is very much a central theme of this album, right? Mm. I mean, it's kind of him, uh, laying his soul bare. Yeah. Uh, which is why as well, like I said, you know, like even if not all the tracks kind of resonate with me musically i think lyrically he's trying to say something in each one and and i think each one is like a different aspect of his like psychological process which he's trying to process uh which he's trying to uh of his sort of psychological state rather which he's trying to process in this record yeah um and uh and and i think the the features that he has uh, are sort of really interesting as well especially in this regard um, particularly like Kodak Black and Baby Keem, uh, mm-hmm. who both feature twice, and each one has like their own like interlude track. Bad for different um, reasons. Yeah, <laughs> like Ko- yeah. Kodak Black can rap. Uh, I don't think Baby Keem is like an abuser. So that you know they they've each got their pros and cons. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, just to uh, give a bit more context to this album as well, I guess, uh, you know, after this long period of, uh, of uh, yeah, sort of stepping away from the, from the limelight, um, Kendrick announced in September last year that he would be releasing his um, final contracted album with Top Dog Entertainment. Mm. Yeah. And that is in itself, like, also quite significant because, like, Top Dog is um, the label that that not just Kendrick Lamar, but many of his peers from Compton, such as J-Rock, Schoolboy Q, Absol, uh, mm. and then later on, <clears throat> you know, um, people like Isaiah Rashad and SZA mm. um, have have also been part of. And, you know, they, they've, they've been one of the sort of leading independent labels in hip-hop for the last decade at least um yeah and uh you know like one of the one of the most highly respected at least and um yeah like kendrick lamar's rise as a rapper to the top of the rap game is very much linked with the rise of tde as a a label as well so him stepping away from that is marks definitely an end of uh, end of an era yeah Um, yeah td has been totally defined by kendrick basically i mean they've they've got other successful artists but none on that level on that level of course yeah and i mean the the other artists are, are all artists that i'm very fond of you yeah know? Like, yeah I, like jay like rock is fantastic yeah great, uh, great. like uh yeah like uh, i'm a huge fan of scissors as well uh you know like i mean all, like isaiah rashad absol schoolboy q like i'm i'm, I'm uh, like a I'm, I'm a fan yeah you scissors know, of, stuff of, is of, really yeah. good actually she her she's, shit she's is amazing. very very like, vibey you know <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, like her her music's incredible. Like, what what's the name of that album again? Like the one with like Garden and stuff. Like oh, Control, um, is it? That 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 was one yeah, of the think, ones. Not to be yeah, confused yeah, yeah. with uh, the uh, Kendrick featuring yeah, yeah, Big yeah, Sean exactly. track. It is, it is called Control. It is called Control, and <laughs> it is it, like that was that was one of the albums of the year. Yeah, you know, I've just when that dropped, going back to Kendrick. I just remembered in 2013 when Control came out and was such a big yeah. track. I tried to show it mm. to some of my friends who were into rap, but they were more into the production side from the kind of uh, yeah. the MC and of it all. And uh, I, I remember showing them Control, like, oh, yo, you've got to hear Kendrick on this. Wait till we get to his verse. 
It didn't fucking get to his verse because they turned it off after like two and a half minutes of Big Sean. So <laughs> uh, yeah, there's yeah. a world there's a world where that track is just like Kendrick and Jay Electronica, uh, and I want that world. <laughs> <laughs> Big Sean's verse on that is just so underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's trying just, to like. It's almost unbelievable that it is actually a Big Sean track. Like, yeah, <laughs> history. Like, uh, it's like such yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, it's such an iconic verse. We'll record that as like yeah, a Kendrick track basically. I think. But I think yeah, it was yeah, supposed yeah. to be on Jay Electronica's album, uh, the, the album that uh, finally came out in like an unfinished form uh, last year or the year before. And uh, right, right, when right. Kendrick did his verse on it, I don't think uh, Jay Electronica wanted. <laughs> I mean, his look, his verse is like pretty solid on that, but it's yeah, it's, it's not, decent. It's decent. It doesn't set the world world light. It seems very underwhelming next to Kendrick's one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, like significantly as well with Top Dog, as you sort of wrote in the notes here, uh, as well. Um, I mean, Top Dog is like the, the CEO of Top Dog, Top Dog Entertainment, uh, mm. Anthony Tiffith. Uh, he was himself a record producer in the late nineties and produced for people like the game. Uh, but, before but that. he was also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he was also a, a gangster himself, yeah. and he like, uh, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he held up a, a certain KFC where is that a Kendrick big thing Lamar's by the way? Robbing KFC at gunpoint. I mean, like, do they have like a lot of cash at KFCs, or are they getting chicken as well as cash? I <laughs> well, anyway, the story and, um... which is relayed by Kendrick on the track Duckworth. That closes dam. In dam, uh, yeah. Basically, uh, it involves uh, yeah. So um, I, apparently, Top Dog would go into this KFC where Kendrick's dad worked. This is when they were both quite young, I think, in the eighties, and uh, they. <laughs> he was like he'd pre- <laughs> he'd robbed this place previously, but he he was like he was scoping it out to rob again. And Kendrick's dad was like, oh, I recognize that guy. He robbed this place before. Uh, so he gave him like extra chicken and they got on, they got on really well. And, uh, and Top Dog uh, decided he wasn't going to shoot Kendrick's dad when he next robbed the, the store. Yeah, no, because last time, the first time he'd robbed the place, he did kill the manager. Like, oh, right. Okay. Shot the manager. Oh, oh, right. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> so that's why like he had this reputation and uh so kendrick's dad yeah always made sure to give him like extra chicken and biscuits uh, and then yeah apparently so like going as good, good yeah kendrick's dad and top dog then met years later in the studio at a in kendrick studio, session yeah, exactly. and they were just like laughing like ah, remember when you killed that guy ah. <laughs> yeah great stuff so apparently all's well that ends well but well yeah except and, like, that and, one and... guy who <laughs> top dog killed that <laughs> The KFC manager. <laughs> yeah, RIP. Um, well, you know, you're yeah, in the game uh, once you you're in the KFC. <laughs> you're, you, it's, it's like it Los Poyos Hermanos. You're basically uh, you're signed up in the drug game fully. I'm afraid. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a great anecdote. Um, uh, yeah, and like Duckworth is definitely one of the highlight tracks on Dam as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Fa- fantastic, fantastic track. Um, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, Kendrick Lamar is, I guess, you can say he's, like, the sort of the latest standard bearer of, like, the Compton hip-hop 
tradition almost. Totally. Goes back at at least to NWA and like Dr. Dre is very much like a through line for all of this. I mean, he was like instrumental in the rise of like a lot of generation defining artists, whether like that Snoop Dogg, Um, Eminem, even though Eminem's not a hip, uh, a West Coast artist, but (laughs) Eminem, but then also 50 Cent, uh, The Game, and then and then Kendrick. Um, yeah, Kendrick's thing because... is that like he kind of he tricks conscious rap fans into listening to gangster rap, and then yeah. tricks <laughs> tricks gangster rap fans into listening to conscious shit. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, there's like there's this double deception genius, going really. on. Yeah, because stylistically, um, you could define yeah. a lot of his stuff as gangster rap just in terms of the music. You know, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. obviously co-signed by Dre and uh, Dre contributed um couple of verses obviously written by kendrick for him to a uh, couple couple <laughs> of songs on good kid mad city and an answer phone message to top yes. dog uh, to top dog to, to pimp a butterfly yeah that's right uh, you got and you then, gotta then keep it motherfucker <laughs> and then then kendrick was also uh i would say like quite central to the writing of dr dre's album compton yeah as well yeah he uh, he appeared yeah. on three of uh, the tracks and i'd know probably ghost and i'm wrote. fairly sure he goes through like a good portion of dre's verses throughout the whole album oh yeah but, yeah, yeah. Uh, no i don't doubt that yeah. and 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 i yeah. i think that that's cool like dre yeah, dre yeah, yeah. is just like, like yeah i don't write do you think i'm a I, oh, do, no, I sit like, down the, with a pen the, the and... chronic <laughs> the chronic the chronic was written by snoop Dogg. exactly it wow. was written by eminem and Compton was written by Kendrick. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> like, and, and his verses, his verses in, in NWA were written by Ice Cube and MC Red. By Ice, by Ice Cube and Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like um, that's just what Dre does, and and so yeah, that's like obviously what you would do if you were Dr. Dre. You would get the best up and coming Compton rapper yeah. to write your bars. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like, it's like an internship program. Like, write rap songs for Dre's new yeah. album. Fucking uh, the, the Dr. Dre Center for Compton Excellence. Jay Z co-wrote for Dre, not not a Compton artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he fucking did still Dre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but no, uh, but yeah, stylistically, he's got some stuff that is like gangster rap. But then he'll he'll usually yeah. find some way of like flipping it on its head. So like. Like if you listen to like West, uh, like what's it, um, West Side Right on Time, like that's uh, Kendrick and Young Jeezy. That's like such yeah. a classic, uh, like big strings, like West Coast production. You know, like if you listen to something like um, Hood Gun Love It, like yeah, with, which which is like a J Rock track. Like and there's like from before Kendrick like really blew up, really blew up. Totally. Like if you listen to like Say Say What's Up, which is like one of my favorite like black hippie cuts, um, which is like black hippie is like the super group, which is um, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, Absol and J-Rock. Um, yeah, it's a shame they Say never what's did up. A, a posse album. It would have been cool to hear all yeah, those well, guys going back yet. and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, I think I guess, it's even less likely now Ken- the... Kendrick's off TDE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's that firstly, and like they're then they're, they're not in at their prime like they were in their sort of like early to mid twenties, you know, like and and like as at least as artists, they 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 don't have the same sort of relevance uh, uh, today today either. Uh, but um, yeah, like a lot of those tracks have this like, even though they have like sort of modern like trap inspired rhythms uh, at least sort of 
melodically, you know, in terms of like the the, the type of instrumentation, mm. like it's very uh, very West Coast, you know, like these kind of like big big orchestral strings. Um, like you can you can just like imagine this stuff like being played out on like a, on a lowrider, like um, you know, like with like palm trees and and like. Well, um, sunny blue sky that, that's always like the ultimate test that the guys on uh, dead end hip hop for youtube channel submit yeah. rap music does, it bump, does it bump in the whip <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly you, you read my thoughts <laughs> the, the the great question of our time you know, absolutely it it's, in it's, the whip? and it's a vital question for hip hop like it, does it does it bump in the whip you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly I don't drive and no, I can still like, relate to that exactly you, know? like, you, you get it it's like it's does, does the bass exactly like, it's a feeling do, you know? does the bass you, make you, you feel like a, 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 a exactly. whip is pulling up outside even though there's no one there like exactly um but yeah so uh uh so yeah like he, he he very much sort of like carries on that that sort of west coast tradition and like it's also interesting in a way in this album it feels like he's kind of passing that torch to baby keem somewhere mm, uh, yeah a step down there i think which yeah like <laughs> i'm not sure how i feel about that but uh, uh hey um uh, clearly he sees something in him um and to be honest i think baby keem's um his interlude in this i, I like quite a lot the savior interlude yeah. Uh, but that's yeah like the um, that might be more to do with the instrumentation which i think is just incredible on it um yeah it's a but, good um, it's a good track i i hesitate to say beat because i don't think there's any drums on it yeah that's why i said the instrumental yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i think sort of even before moving on to the album proper i think we should talk a little bit about the hot part five oh right? yeah because, uh, happy to yeah, great um, song yeah yeah um because yeah like that that track is it's it's pretty incredible especially with the accompanying video yeah uh which uh for anyone who hasn't seen it is uh kendrick lamar uh in front of this red screen uh and his face changes to these deep fakes mm. like very realistic deep fakes of some pretty notable people and a pretty yeah. wild range of people mm. uh which goes from oj simpson to jussie smollett to uh no to, to, to kanye west to jussie smollett to will smith to um kobe bryant to nipsey hustle mm. uh, a very um, important figure in the song because I, I was like, and, and, what are all these and, lyrics and for, for about? As well. Yeah, I, I was like, what are all these lyrics about being dead? Like Kendrick's not yeah, dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is is this is this yeah, like yeah, Black yeah. Star by David Bowie and he's dying and he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, this is yeah. what I want to leave my family and exactly. stuff. And he's just telling us all yeah, this yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, it's from that. There's a whole verse from a point of view of Nipsey Hussle. Like he breaks exactly. it down. They strip down the beat to the bass and then he uh, he tell he tells us. Um, you know, he get, he gives us this amazing like first person narrative from Nipsey Hussle in heaven. Um, yeah, it's it's really quite quite striking and it's pretty moving as well. Like even as someone who like I, I'll be honest and say I never really listened to Nipsey Hussle's music. I know that obviously he's a pretty influential figure. You've heard uh, um, FDT, right? Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like one of the best <laughs> protest songs. That's Nipsey Hussle and YG. Yeah, it's because it? like it doesn't uh, try yeah, and yeah. be smart. Like it, it, it's no, just no, a no. hard hitting protest song. Like uh, because it's yeah, so like oh, from I, I think, yeah. it's so unreconstructed. <laughs> I like, it. like I can't remember. Really 
it's Nipsey or YG who is like defending Mexicans on it by saying, yeah, if yeah. I want to make a drug deal, I go to Mexicans, which is like, uh, that's kind of what Donald Trump is saying. But yeah, I, I, get, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> he's, look, he's just praising their, their work ethic. It, it, work ethic is work ethic regardless of the industry. <laughs> they bring you drugs, know? they so, bring crime, and that's a vital part of like, our economy. <laughs> exactly. You know, it is... <laughs> <laughs> what if if that's not the American dream? Then what? If, you know, what have what have mob movies taught us? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, like um, as as uh, Nipsey Hussle, also a Compton rapper, of course, who was shot. Oh. Um, uh, what was it? it? Must be two, three years ago now. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, he uh, like it, it was obviously like quite a quite a big deal within the, mm. the, the hip-hop community and uh yeah i mean in in this verse he gives this first person perspective as jack was saying from well just basically saying that he's that he's found peace yeah. and um i mean i think nipsey's uh former partner like yeah spoke up and was very sort of supportive of the song and yeah like i mean the the, the rest of the vocals as well um like each time the, the face which is over to a different character like the lyrics do somehow match up like you know as friends bipolar and it just switches to Kanye <laughs> is he is he still good yeah. with Kanye yeah yeah he must be good with Kanye because he doesn't believe in fucking cancel culture and shit so he's yeah. he, so he's gonna be like why is everyone ripping on Kanye he's a great artist yeah because he he, I mean, he is like an he's like an art uh, I don't know what uh, art supremacist I, I I, I want to come up yeah, with a yeah, phrase yeah. that sounds less like white supremacist, but that's just what what came immediately <laughs> to my head. He he basically thinks. I mean, that's where all this anti cancel culture shit is coming from with him, isn't it? He basically yeah. thinks yeah. that if somebody has made great art, then at the very yeah. least appreciate that, even if you're gonna, uh, you know, put them in jail or whatever. Oh, and since since this is the the Patreon episode, I can give my spicy cancel culture takes as well. Oh yeah, yeah, um. hell yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I was reading Jordan Peterson the other day, and he said this shit. And I was like, that, yes, I've been getting. You know, after doing the MMA episode, I've just been getting really into Joe Rogan. And uh, yeah, fuck you know, Neil Young. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I I I think I I think Kendrick should get Jordan Peterson on the next album, like as a feature. Well, He's had he's had Eckhart Tolle, yeah, yeah. like feature yeah. multiple times on this album. Jordan Peterson crying like it's so beautiful. Like, you know <laughs> Eckhart Tolle, who was like, I would say like in in some ways like the Jordan Peterson before jo like he's like the Jordan Peterson without the sort of evangelical slash fascist spiritualism <laughs> you know packaging you know yeah. uh, like it's, it's it's that same self-help bullshit which was like super popular uh before jordan peterson came along mm. you know like the whole mindfulness stuff yeah like a lot of this album is obviously about like self-acceptance mm. and and sort of finding self-love like the song i from from to pimp a butterfly um which is you know like he's he's been on record saying that like it's about the fans which come to him like after concerts who say that like his music saved their life mm. and you know like they would hurt themselves they would think about taking their own lives uh and then you know like he's he's talking about those and he's speaking out to those people to kind of like implore them to learn to love themselves and like with regards to 
you know, the self-help spirituality shit, you know, like, which I'm personally, like, very cynical and very jaded and very skeptical about myself. Um, But, you know, I do think that there's a lot of people who have, you know, been able to, uh, who have, you know, gotten a lot out of it, who've been able to get out of pretty shitty situations because of it. And, you know, that's a good thing. You know, yeah. uh, and 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 I and I, and I don't want to like, yeah. I, and if people, if that is the message that people are able to get out of it and and able to actually like find, uh, you know, peace of mind or or deal with their struggles, I hope or, or you find of it, peace um, of mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pre- precisely. I get you. Uh, and um, and uh, yeah. So I think that that's like. And, and I would say the same thing even about Jordan Peterson, you know, like that there are mm. people who have like read Jordan Peterson and, and you know... Learn to that, tidy their room. The, but yeah. Precisely, you know, like out of, out of all the things that people take the piss out of him for, like that's probably like one of the best pieces of advice, you know, to be honest, yeah. like cleaning your room does really help. Like, <laughs> like, like, like it legit does. Like if you're in a, if you're in a shitty place, like if you're, if you're like in a, in a sort of depressive state, like cleaning your room actually does help, you know? So like, <laughs> um, like a, a, a lot of this stuff, like a lot of the self-help stuff, like even if you are quite like, cynical about its intent uh, or you know about the sort of bigger picture and 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 the fact that it doesn't really address broader societal problems you know which are the root cause of a lot of the stuff even then like just on a one by one basis like if it helps people to like get themselves yeah. out of a shitty situation like who am i to like who am i to really disparage that you know what i mean um mm. and uh and I think that like there is there is an element of that in this album, like at least in terms of like the type of uh, you know self acceptance that he's that he's trying to find that, that that Kendrick is trying to find, uh, you know, while battling all of these things, uh, um, which even though I might not necessarily like agree with every one of these things, like I I, I still respect that, yeah. you know, like and I respect his yeah. process, like that that's what he's going through and he's being so honest about it, you know. Um, what the fuck is and, and... cancel culture, dog? <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest lyric I've ever heard. I, like, I personally th- thought that's great, you know, like because he's just like, what the, like, uh, what the fuck is cancel culture? Well, that's yeah, when because he's not online or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's why it's kind of like that's why I'm like, oh no, can just one artist like stay offline and not start yeah. get like getting concerned with cancel culture? But then I'm like, I guess like this is just a function of like things from the outside world sort of like trickling yeah. into uh yeah, yeah. what he's saying i don't know who he i guess he's talking to kodak black and kodak black's like yeah, yeah. i've been cancelled just for being a rapist <laughs> he's like oh this is this is terrible yeah. i know or he'd be like yeah, yeah, well yeah. i don't agree with all you've done but i i i think your art should stand regardless of that which is like it's a thorny yeah. issue with someone who's like still alive yeah. uh you know no it's not like yeah. michael yeah. like you know because Obviously, you could say he first touched on these arguments on Mortal Man, the the climactic track on To Pimp a Butterfly, um, which famously uh, included, uh, well, I'll I'll abbreviate it slightly to remove the N-word, but uh, he gave us Billie Jean, you say he touched those kids, which is like a line that it just sticks out so much when you're listening to it. You're just like vibing, like, just beautiful song. And then he's like, you say he touched those kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, (laughs) I mean... Um, 
like <clears throat> and then there's there's actually there's the outtake from this album where he properly elucidates these arguments um prayer and like yeah i'm not uh i i mean I feel like this this should have been on the record because it's I mean it's a really good song. I like the beat. I think yeah, he, beautiful, beautiful. His bars yeah. on it uh, are really like intricate. Um, uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar, prayer uh, genius. It's very very like almost like a sort of classic sixties Hollywood. Yeah, like James Bond mm. kind of influence in the in the. Um, in the in the beat like in the in the um yeah in the instrument i'm trying to think what song was i thinking by kendrick what i was listening to earlier and like oh my god this could be a james bond theme uh mm. it was probably some shit on to pimp a butterfly but um it but but yeah like no, he's definitely he's definitely made his uh his bondian tunes uh yeah is it king is it king yeah Quinton, like maybe? i mean I the, the hard part five is is very yeah, yeah, it's very cinematic. I mean, it, uh, like, yeah, might have been King Kunta, but anyway, um, uh, mm. like this song, prayer. He, it's basically like from the point of view of uh, a Michael Jackson song, or rather, and a Jackson Five song, um, ABC. He personifies a song. Remember, the next verse is from the point of view of Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech, and I'm, I'm not sure yeah. that, um. You know, uh, Martin Luther King is perceived for his marital infidelity in the same way um, that Michael Jackson is perceived for his uh, pedophilia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, I mean, that's slightly yeah. misguided. He still, uh, you know, he phrases this slightly off argument uh, very well. But uh, nonetheless, like, um, wait, I've never heard of his leaked song, Gotta Love Me. So I, I don't know what that is. But um just mentioned at the end of the genius uh, page but like um yeah it, it it this song like really like it pretty much like explicitly um like states where he's coming from with with this like what the fuck is cancel culture dog stuff which is yeah. like uh, <laughs> um i got a theory that most of y'all won't allow won't allow to see it goes like this talent doesn't choose morality see if daniel hale was a killer would you not want a heart if carl benz was a racist would you stop driving cars i can't help we jump in these bodies and you called them a god just know that the earth is just a rock without the voices of art. Uh, so essentially, like, <laughs> it's just like he's just a really, really big music fan. Uh, yeah, and he's just yeah, really yeah, concerned yeah. that, like, people aren't appreciating the classic records of Michael Jackson <laughs> uh, because, of, <laughs> because of cancel culture. Um, yeah. So, so I, I get it. I yeah. get it. I think this song sh sh uh, should have been on the record because at least it it probably tells you where he's coming from, uh, and it's not all as on the nose as that last um, uh, that last little uh, four bar stanza or whatever. But I read there. It's it, it, it's honestly it's very good, and you can find it online. Um, but, but still, we've got what the fuck is cancel culture, dog? <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple. There's a couple of like lines on this on this album, especially on like repeat listens, which like really crack me up. Yeah, and and I think that that one of the sort of underrated aspects of Kendrick Lamar's music as well is his humor. Yeah, yeah. like he he clearly like for someone on whom like so much uh, weight is sort of. 
uh, I guess, uh, you know, adorned. I, I, maybe that's not the right word I'm looking mm -hmm. for, but, yeah. but, but given, you know, um, mm. uh, he's clearly doesn't take himself very seriously. No, you know? no, like, no. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> exactly. And I think that like the playfulness that, like that mostly comes across in like the way that he changes up his voice all the yeah. time you know and he like comes up with these like really silly flows sometimes which is like clearly like i mean and i think they are supposed to be quite funny definitely like, you know, when he's just like yeah. you're know? ugly as fuck and he's definitely been getting baby keem is like that too and they've been yeah. like yeah. when he was working on the keem album i think the two of them got really yeah. into doing that kind of shit but like i mean yeah, take exactly. uh n95 which i think is the first yeah. proper single from yeah. the album uh yeah. like the hardest verse on that. Well, it would be the hardest verse, but he does it in a full, like, future slob on me knob flow. Like, it's like, so funny. Yeah, exactly. He fully switches, he fully switches up his flow at some point. And yeah, there's there's at least like three or four flow switches on N90. Yeah, crazy. He's got the incy wincy spider thing as the middle eight. Like, serving up a look. <laughs> like because that that song has interesting origins because i think it was originally uh developed as a song called vent brackets uh safe house i think i think the song's right. also called uh shaolin temple in some versions uh and mm -hmm. uh i think that was developed for this album um and it features like some more hard bars and shit like on the verse like uh yeah. various things it's also it's got a few bits so it's got this bit where he's like have you ever been punched in your motherfucking face which is like very like uh asap ferg as a hook um, yeah, 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 yeah. that bit that he gave that to baby keem and keem made the song out of that while he like nice. cannibalized the incy wincy spider da, 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 <laughs> bit uh, and a bit and the falsetto verse for his own song it's kind of interesting yeah. you, get, you get two songs out of this one mm. yeah yeah it's, it's it's fascinating to like see how these ideas sort of like germinate as well mm. like uh but um but yeah n95 which is as you mentioned of course like the first proper single uh, of the album yeah. is, is only the second track because the opener United in Grief. Um, Great stuff. What an opener. Mm, what, yeah. what a fucking opener, honestly. Like, um, there's, like, it, it, it changes up. Like, it, it obviously, it starts with this um, almost, like, choral uh, refrain sung by uh, Chicago-based singer Sam Dew, who, mm. like, and he, he, he appears on, like, a couple, couple of points during the album, not just, like, to do the... Uh, a sort of like repeat of this refrain but, but like with different lyrics um mm. at several points but also like adding backing vocals and on, on several tracks as well yeah um, i think but, he co-wrote um, a lot of the hooks with kendrick he's he's listed yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. On, on, on a lot of listed the hooks, on a exactly. lot of writing credits uh, exactly and um yeah um uh like and and then it just like switches over to yeah like kendrick saying you know i've been going through something yeah. uh he says like 1800 and something days like which is the, the the amount of time since Dan released, um, yeah, be afraid, <laughs> and and then he just like drops into this like double time. Well, this, this this triplet verse, this triplet flow verse um, 
over just like a bare <laughs> piano. Yeah, uh, yeah. No beat so far. Up until the point where he says, I hope the psychologist listening, at which point this like incredible, like almost jazzy, yeah. like break. It's so drums, fast. Like, it's just it's so good. And it's like very reminiscent of something like Rigor Mortis from Section 80. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like where it's just like, yeah, Kendrick just like going double time over this, like, yeah, like quite like groovy, jazzy rhythm. And yeah, Kendrick just going over that. And when the piano comes back in on top, like piano, again, something that, that features heavily on like a lot of the instrumentation. Yeah, on, yeah. On there's the loads of like, uh, like and it's, piano. And it's really well done. Much really, more really well than done, uh, yeah. pretty much every track onto Pimp a Butterfly at some point descends into just, I assume, like Terrace Martin layering all yeah, these yeah, different yeah. trumpets. Mm. But there's a, yeah, there, yeah, there's yeah, loads exactly. of horns on that record. And with a couple of mm-hmm. exceptions, yeah. like I never even realized that the horn intro to uh, We Cry Together was actually part of that song. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like the end, mm. yeah, the yeah, coda yeah. of Rich Spirit or something. <laughs> um, you know, there's a couple of exceptions. But yeah, this album is piano and strings, not not jazzy horns. Very piano and strings, exactly. exactly. Not yeah. much. I don't think it's there's very, much live drums. Not m- there's Yeah, apart from the piano, there's not as much live instrumentation on this album uh as to pimp a butterfly but there's probably uh, quite yeah, quite definitely. a bit more than damn yeah although yeah, there's no yeah. u2 it... on this one. <laughs> oh god I forgot <laughs> that track is good i was like what oh fuck he's I got like terrace martin and thundercat and stuff and then i looked at the credit and it's like oh it's u2 <laughs> that no yeah like that that track is great i mean it's it's like the the u2 credit is literally just that one like Eight like like two bars sung by Bono, yeah Bono shows like, up. I think they've got like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Kendrick like does his verse and like over you two like jamming on their album from that year or something. I think yeah, I think yeah, the Kendrick yeah. Yeah, version is better. Yeah 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 yeah. I say that as a as a um, U two fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, like United United and Grief, I think it also kind of like sets the tone in a way for the rest of the album. Yeah uh sonically um because yeah like like you were saying earlier you know like it, it feels like if, if we look at like the trajectory of kendrick lamar's albums like section 80 was like it was still pretty raw i think mm. uh musically it didn't have as it probably is the one with the least sort of coherent identity um even though it has some like really amazing standout tracks like rigor mortis like mm. keisha song like um uh, ADHD, which is, yeah, like pretty, I would say like prophetic almost. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like from Good Kid Mad City, you know, like, like you were saying, you know, that, that was his first like major label debut, like after Aftermath, like uh, Dre's label signed him up. Yeah, um, it, make, it makes you it wonder. His... It's such a leap forward. Sorry. It makes you wonder that like, is he, um, did he really get like so much better in the space of a year? Or uh, is this just, you know, do you just need to have a materialist conception of history to understand what happened there? <laughs> it was the, yeah. <laughs> that Dr. Dre... The production is so much more expensive. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Dre money was suddenly being funneled into his project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it is one of the most... Like, Good Kid Mad City is one of the most well-produced hip-hop albums you'll ever hear. Oh, it's hear. great. It is yeah. incredible. Oh, it's, Absolute yeah. fucking masterpiece. I love it. Uh, for me, it is... It is, it is... That, that's the best time that he did, uh, like, singing poppy hooks and stuff he he 
Yeah, 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 it's fantastic. He got it down like to the a track with Drake is great. Poetic Justice is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, that um, that song, Money yeah. <laughs> Trees, bitch, don't kill my vibe. Oh, money. There's like, yeah. there, there, there's bitch, like, don't kill my vibe is is is, is an is, is, is an all time. There's classic. like at least five mm, songs on this album that you could not get away from if you went uh, in a club in 2012 to 13. Like, bitch, don't kill yeah, my, my vibe. God. Backstreet free, backseat freestyle. Money trees, poetic swimming justice, pools. and swimming pools. <laughs> exactly, those five. Yeah, are just like perennials. But um, yeah, like I mean, um, and that, good kids, <laughs> and that is the only time I've ever thing. enjoyed music playing in a club. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Sorry, carry on. Go I mean, again. good, good, good kid, Mad City was like ubiquitous when it when it came yeah. out you know like it was it was absolutely it was fucking everywhere it was uh and and it, it 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 was this sort of mega hit combining like a big commercial radio friendly sound also with like really intricate wordplay um especially in the sort of like non-single tracks like if you look at like sing about me which is like one of my favorite tracks by Kendrick um or like the art of peer pressure or good mm. kid uh, Good Kid in particular has like an ex- incredible flow. It's just mm. like so relentless on it. You know, it's just like I love. Um, he's like really on on top form on that. I love like how uh, he's on, layering for Pharrell production as well. He's layering harmonies over himself. I mean, I think yeah. some of the backing vocals mm. on that are Pharrell, but it, he might just be yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. hook on that. Actually, I think it's like yeah. Kendrick harmonizing with Kendrick, which is quite you know an interesting yeah. thing uh, that a, a lot of rappers don't do, but. Um, he he's one of the he's one of the best singers in rap, I think, and uh, yeah, and 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 I, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I say that as someone who likes listening to like Bob Dylan and stuff. I don't. He he may yeah. not have as kind of pretty a sing song cadence of, as Drake, but by God, he <laughs> uh, you know you you listen to Drake's is just so overproduced. Yeah, like it's just yeah. so it's just so soulless. Yeah. Oh my mm. God, like I mean, it's just I. Like, and I say this as someone who likes quite a few songs that Drake has put out, but, like, I don't know if I like him as an artist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like songs that he has done. Like, I I like songs that he, is, he has, uh, you know, uh, that, that he's released, but, like... He, he makes but, songs... But as an artist, that... like, he's just so... Yeah, like, he, he's yeah. the ultimate singles artist. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. You like the songs, you don't like the artist, like, necessarily. Yeah, exactly. They're made. They're songs. I know this gonna sound outdated, but like songs that are made for the radio or like top fifty. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, like they're aimed to get into the top ten for like you know a certain amount of time, kind of songs. Yeah. So it's yeah, like when yeah. oh, what was the one from twenty fifteen that you'd hear everywhere? Hotline Bling. Like oh god, <laughs> no, no no one escaped that oh, song even if they tried. Like you know. thankfully, it's kind of like fallen well out of like any. I like that <laughs> name. I hadn't even heard in a while. <laughs> I've not not uh, heard that name round the way for a long time. Yeah, yeah, because no, Drake just puts out so much music, doesn't he? He's had about like twenty hits yeah, since yeah. then. So um, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of like very much tuned out of like what Drake is putting out since like maybe 2017, 18 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I think he, but, he, um... he's generally looking forward to his next project. Like when he did the reunion show with Kanye, the beef quashing show uh, to yeah. free Larry Hoover or whatever. And he, he, he like, <laughs> um, he, he uh, performed only new material, most of which included various sneak disses at Kanye. <laughs> 
but uh yeah i mean kendrick of course uh, makes a comment about drake uh kanye forgiving drake yeah that's uh, what i'm like, saying i, 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 I think i think he still <laughs> rides with kanye because for a while there kendrick was constantly dropping yeah. these little digs in his songs like yeah um most of y'all sharing bars like you got the bottom bunk in a two-man cell i can dig rapper i can dig rapping exactly. but a rapper I mean, with a ghostwriter like what the fuck happened? Yeah. Exactly. What the fuck happened? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who do you think he was talking about on that one? I don't think he was talking about uh, when he was writing the bars for Kanye. I think uh, I think he was okay with that. I think he was talking about someone else. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I'm. I'm pr- like the the sort of back and forth between Drake and um, and Kendrick was there pretty much since uh, since Control, right? Yeah. And. Um, and like Drake, especially in the song One Hundred uh, by the game, which Drake features on, and he says, he says the line, "I would have all of your fans if I stayed on that conscious shit." And I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I, I'm Wait, stayed on that, sure con- that? Was Drake ever on that yeah, conscious exactly. shit? <laughs> Drake was ever, never on that conscious shit in the first. He's place. like, yeah, conscious yeah. of Drake, like, yeah, exactly. like you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, in a way, um, Dam uh, was like Kendrick trying to do Drake, like out do Drake in Drake's own game, which is like outsell him yeah, like, as yeah. the biggest. Like, because like at that point there was this kind of like discussion about like who's the biggest uh, who's the biggest artist in hip hop right now. Drake had the biggest numbers, but like Kendrick had more respect. Uh, but mm. like Kendrick, it comes out here and and outsells Drake in 2017 with Dope. "Damn," which is his definitely most radio friendly album. Which yeah. uh, um, I don't think Donda succeeded in doing with uh, "Certified Lover Boy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, um, but but obviously before "Damn," and 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 after uh, "Good Kid, Mad City." is to pimp a butterfly which i would say is like the album which really sort of elevated kendrick to like yeah uh the status of like one of the potential all-time greats um i mean it's 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 a real i mean i think what hasn't been said about to pimp a butterfly i mean it's one of the most talked about albums of the last 10 years one of the most yeah highly praised albums of the last 10 years but i genuinely think that it deserves every bit of that praise it, it is yeah i listened to it last like, night i was it, like i like so, so i like every track on this record it's it's incredible yeah. it, it is actually incredible. and there's 16 like, and, of and, them and, <laughs> Fucking hell. And like, and not just that, like, I mean, the way it's put together with this through line of like this, this uh, sort of spoken word bit, this poem that, that Kendrick mm. is saying and leading up each, each track is like adding a new line in the next track. Yeah. It's sort of like related to that last line. And then in the end, he says the full thing. And then it turns out that it's actually a letter to Tupac and then Tupac is on the record. And then he like <laughs> is having a conversation yeah. with Tupac, who's one of his legend, who's one of the inspirations of the album. And like conceptually, like the way it's put together, I mean, it's 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 honestly on 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 another level. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, like, and I I doubt that it'll be repeated like anytime soon by by at least. Um, I mean, I, yeah. Like, I mean, I look forward to the day that someone manages to, like, put out another record like that. You know, because yeah. it, it, mm. it's such a it's so rare to see mm. something like that is that meticulously put together. I mean, the, the level of detail. 
uh, on to Pimp a Butterfly is 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 actually astonishing. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, the album it not only deals with like uh, Kendrick's, you know, personal issues because obviously, Good Kid, Mad City is is very autobiographical. It's it's a movie, you know, it's it's a movie yeah. about his upbringing in Compton, you know, like, and he's telling a lot of the real stories that he sort of went through and he tells them in this, on the one hand, very somber uh, way, but also, you know, um, at other times very playfully, yeah. you know, with stuff like Backseat Freestyle and, um, you know, and, and Bish Don't Kill My Vibe and, and, and tracks like that. Um, but yeah, like, in it's a pimp a butterfly like where he's already you know like considered one of the one of the best artists in in hip hop at the, at the time uh he's talking about like not only his personal struggles like overcoming those but but also like the the, the wider struggles of the black community at least in the way that he sees it um and one of the one of the uh reasons i've always like loved kendrick's music so much especially in the realm of i guess what people would define as conscious rap and and one of the reasons why i don't fuck with a lot of other music that, that sort of falls into that category normally um is that like a lot of that stuff like if you listen to an artist like let's say and i and i can't believe i'm even putting them in the same sentence but just to pr make a point like someone like hopson you know you know um uh, but Hopsin. like a, 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 a really like a a, a well, I'm not a fan, let's just say, you know, like, but yeah. Um, are there any Hobson fans? There are, there are people who do genuinely do really like this guy's music. But, um, but the thing is, like, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, a, a lot of that, that sort of conscious rap stuff, like, just comes across as really preachy. It comes across as really, uh, you know, it, it comes across as really moralizing. And not to say that Kendrick can't, and I think his attitudes towards women particularly can be pretty paternalistic. Yeah. yeah. Um, as, as as I think we were talking about in the chat, I think you 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 mentioned uh, that. I think but, in uh, regards to Keisha's uh, song on Section Eight. Keisha's song exactly on Section Eight. Which 80, is a good precisely. song, but it is very uh, paternalistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but generally speaking, and I think he's gotten better better at this over time as well. Mm. Uh, you know, I think that like his music is predominantly his own perspective, you know? And, and I think that like, he's trying to make that very clear, you yeah. know? And, 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 and he's not trying to be particularly prescriptive. Like he is, he is obviously like, um, imploring his listeners to think about certain things and to process certain things and to yeah. kind of uh, understand certain things, but he's not trying to, he's not trying to like judge them in that way. You know, like he's not trying to, he's not trying to say that like you're, you're trash because you don't, think this way or because you like yeah because you don't like this or it, I, I don't know if that makes sense like I, I i've always felt that like because he's sort of like he's so self-critical um you know like and, and that comes across first and foremost in in his music and i think that like that sort of like ability to to, to self-reflect is really important like not just in hip-hop music but i think in general in life you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i think it's like <laughs> lacking in, in in many places and and like and and i think that like that's something that that, that i've always really appreciated about his music and and like and that's something that, that really comes across as an into pimple butterfly like it's it's like yeah he's yeah. he's he's obviously talking about these broader societal issues but at the same time he's 
you know, like he as very famously opens the black of the berry with I'm the biggest hypocrite of 2015. Like, yeah, um, yeah, 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 no. And like, if you read ever read, there's this essay by um, by the Jamaican author Marlon James about that track about black of the berry and in particular the issue that he takes with that he took for a long time with the closest uh with, with, the, with the final lines of that track which is um uh why did i weep when i'm not well, gonna say yeah, the whole why thing did I weep when, Trayvon, <laughs> when, when, when yeah. Trayvon martin was in the street but yeah when uh when i gang banging made him kill someone black made me kill someone black black yeah. blacker than me exactly you know which is like you know it can very much very easily be seen as like a sort of repeat of like the sort of black conservative line which is you know like fix mm. your own community first uh before you you know like talk about uh societal change you know like black on black violence and, and a lot of these like really standard um lines of attack talking points which are directed at the black community to try to discredit like the broader social injustices but when you understand it as like a process of like him overcoming his own sort of um internal conflict with regards to this yeah um then it like then it makes a lot of sense you know and 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 like as in the the case with like on this album auntie diaries which is obviously by far the most talked about and the most oh, like yeah contra- controversial yeah. track on this album yeah it is also very much about his own very messy process of like coming to terms with uh a, a very serious and, and very relevant social issue mm, um and yeah. and i think like and I think the fact that it like that he is so honest about that like is, yeah, what I what I really appreciate about this music, you know, like is totally. is that not, he's not really trying to sugarcoat it, and he's not really trying to like, um, trying to, yeah, like couch it in <clears throat> the most correct nomenclature or anything like that, you know, like like you're saying, you know, he's not really concerned about this cult- cancel culture stuff. And what is it? And 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 honest dog. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Though? Exactly. <laughs> but uh yeah, like but 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 anyone, you know, who has any sort of like reading ability can see that like he is obviously critical about these issues and yeah. he's challenging his own own v- yeah. views and he's challenging his own own perceptions on these things, you know? So like so 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 yeah, like that, that that's pretty much like the point the, the point that I was trying to make, you know, is like yeah. that that's one of the reasons why I think to pimp a butterfly is, is like also as good as it is is because like it is such a deeply personal album you know exactly in in, in the way that it deals with really important social like societal uh, issues yeah there's definitely so much to get to with anti-diaries but just on like the uh yeah the, the, the two you well sorry the one you mentioned the black of a berry it's important to remember like yeah. where kendrick was at like in the culture so to speak when that came out which yeah. was um He'd sort of um, entered this imperial phase with uh, Good Kid, Mad City, <laughs> and then the Control verse, and it was like every verse yeah. he was doing at that time was a fucking event. So it was like yeah. when he actually put out one of his own songs, yeah, of course everyone was hyped, and that song was mm-hmm. I, which a lot of people saw as yeah. kind of navel gazing, not looking at what yeah. was going on in the world. I think. Uh, not yeah. just the the great like roughed up version on good on uh, to pimp a butterfly, but oh that version is so it's good. really awesome yeah. uh, with like the Isley Brothers yeah. hard rocket like yeah. psychedelic era Isley Brothers sample which I love mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Ronald Isley I think brought in uh, to sing backing vocals on that and um, uh, 
uh, on how much a dollar cost. I, I was just saying to Arjun yesterday, when right at the end of how much a dollar cost, when Ronald Isley is just like, he's of a clown. It's like, that is the worst uh, <laughs> ever. But like, but like, it's still like the best, like melodramatic <laughs> shit. Like, you know, um, but like, uh, yeah, like I was, but you know, listening back, not just to the album version, but to the single version of I, that everyone was, thought was too clean and poppy and stuff it's like this is a fucking yeah. great song and this is not what pop music yeah. sounded like in 2014 so it's like no, it, no, no. you know that song um got way underrated as a piece of music because it was seen as not like speaking yeah. at the time so i guess he heard that and he was like okay you want something like socially conscious well, here's my thoughts on things. Here's uh, the black and the berry, <laughs> and it was not to everyone's liking. Uh, and uh, um, and even that. So there was a bit. People were like, "What? So is 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 Kendrick's next album just going to be like improve yourself? Uh, you know, uh, black on black crime, blah blah blah. That that kind of yeah, stuff." Yeah, yeah. And then to Pimper Butterfly came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, okay, no, it's cool. <laughs> it's, it's good. We're, we're good. We're good." <laughs> Yeah, 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 and like, and uh, to, uh, like the the black of the berry in in the context of the album as well, because the Pimper Butterfly is like one of those albums that you really do need to listen yeah, to, yeah, from the beginning yeah. to the end, you know, like to to get the full experience, you know, like it, and especially in the context of that, it just it fully makes sense, yeah, man. you know, and it's 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 absolutely. Amazing. We should get further into um, the tracks on this album, though. I'm I'm conscious, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, at this point, I've pretty much resigned to the fact that we're probably going to run over the, you know, the the time. But it's, but it's. Okay. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not in any rush. I, I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's more important that we that we talk about this stuff. Yeah. Because, like, like I said, like with Kendrick, like I, I do just have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of our first part of this episode. Uh, massive thanks to everyone for listening. If you like what you heard. Uh, and like what we do just generally, please feel free to sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash leftover pod, where you can find the full uh, version of this episode as well as all of our previous uh, Patreon exclusive episodes. Um, the second of this month's Patreon episodes will also be up uh, before the end of the month, so do keep an eye out for that as well. And um, if not, otherwise, we will catch you for our regular scheduled episode on Friday next week as well. A massive thanks to everyone, and we'll catch you all next time. Cheers. Oh, no.
me, baby. 